This is Saratova Beth. We are learning about Chafeshvat. But let's start with this question, because we, we actually did learn about what the day is. That's the first recording. And then we learned about, we have these three magical numbers, 10, 11, and 22. I'm not going to go into it. I want to start with a more basic question. And we did learn about 10, but again, people will get scared of the idea of I'm going to discuss numbers. So leave that one to the side. Here's my question. What do you do? What do you have to go through when you want to convince somebody of something? Let's say you have a friend who, whom you want to convince to take certain vitamins religiously, and they don't want to hear whatsoever. And it's really crucial. You know, we're at a point in history now with stuff that's circulating around that it can really make a difference to a person's life if they take these vitamins or they don't. And so, you know, it's not just a little theoretical thing. So what do you do to convince them to bring them to the point where they want to? What are the three steps? Because when we see those three steps, then we're going to understand the three stages in the leadership of the Revarayat, the leadership of the Rebbe, however you want to put it, the three stages of transformation of the world from an old Gullus world that is stuck to a flowing, forward-moving Geula world that's liberated and truthful. So what are the three steps? Let's go back to the vitamins. Okay, step one, your friend does not want to hear anything about any of your information. You say, no, you just, you just have to hear about these vitamins. I just read the research. Just nothing. No way. There is no way that they want to, in a particular situation, there's no way they want to hear what you have to say. It's completely blocked. Stage one. Stage two, one day you've hit a point, for whatever reason, that your friend says, okay, fine, I'm going to stop resisting you. Every time you called me before, I would hang up the phone. I don't want to hear about vitamins. It's blocked. Finally, I'm at the point where I will let you speak about it. I don't really necessarily agree with you, but I'm not going to keep pushing you away, and I'm not going to keep blocking you, and I'm not going to keep fighting you. I won't be your enemy. I won't fight you. You want to speak about it? Speak about it. I'm not going to resist you. That's stage two. What would be stage three? Stage three is that my friend not only stops fighting me about vitamins, not only lets me talk about them, but eventually she comes to the point where she believes in these vitamins more than I do. She comes to me and says, you know, I discovered these amazing vitamins. You should really look into them. (laughs) Okay. And what do I do? You know, I might answer, "Um, oh, okay, thanks. Good information. So step one is resistance. Step two is allowance. Step three is we walk in synchrony with each other. That's about vitamins. So we can be sensitive to those, that three system of bringing someone to a a geula, 
let's call it, bringing someone to an important stage in their life. Good, good. Now, let's take that same three-step system and understand the the generation we're in, well, the, the generation of officially, as the Rebbe puts it in the Sikha, the three eras, the three tekufos in the leadership of the Rebbe Rayat. And why are we looking at that? Because Yud Shvat is the day of the Histalikus of the Rebbe Rayat, and the whole month of Shvat is connected to him. Yud Shvat is his day of Histalikus. Yud Shvat is his Bubby's day of Histalikus, Rebbe Tzvin Rivka. Yud Gimel Shvat is his mother's day of Histalikus, I believe, Rebbe Tzvin Sternestara. Chafei Shvat is his daughter's day of Histalikus, Rebbe Tzvin Chaimushka. That's a lot going on for the Rebbe Rayat, the Friedrich Rebbe, the sixth Lubavitcher Rebbe, all in one month. What is this month? The month of Shvat is the 11th month, and also as it says in, you know, it says in, in, in Tanakh, you know, the Kam Shevet Yisrael was this, Bilam said this when he was speaking about what will be in the future. You know, in, in Parshas Balak, to come shave at Israel, there will arise a scepter among Israel. And that will be Mashiach. So this is a whole month of Malchus. Stepping into Malchus. The Jewish people stepping into Malchus. Not only the Jewish people stepping into Malchus. The whole world stepping into the Malchus of the Mal, you know, accepting the Malchus of Mashiach Tikenu. And accept and and obviously accepting the malchus of Hashem Hashem. So four big days we could say, well three big days. Yod Shvat, well there's Yod Shvat, Yod Gimel Shvat. There's one more day, by the way. Sorry, there's Yod Shvat. That's the Rebbe Rayat and his buddy Rebbe Rivka. That's their day. Yud Gimel Shvat, we actually are leaving out of the equation. That's his mother's day. Chapei Shvat, that's his daughter's day. Yud Aleph Shvat is his son-in-law's day. And for us, it's all of our days. So it's Yud Shvat, 10. Yud Aleph Shvat, 11. And Chapei Shvat, 22. And those three numbers, is, you know, we don't have to do the math. But those three numbers described in code exactly what I just talked about with the vitamins. Because for all of Jewish history, for all of history, we Jewish people were the representatives of Hashem's truth in the world. Nobody liked it. Let's be blunt. Nobody liked it. That's why they, God forbid, Rahman Islam wanted to get rid of us. And they had very brutal ways of getting rid of us. They were very clear that they did not feel like we, the Jewish people, who represent truth and Hashem, belong in this world. Essentially, right, that's the number 10. As we explained in the other audio, what did they say? They said, this is a world of 10. 10 is a world of decimal system, 10 fingers, 10 toes, a regular world. It's a regular world of eat, drink, and be merry, and have a good time. Who knows how long you'll be here? 
And you guys with these, you know, with your truth message and representatives of a, of a higher truth, you don't belong here. This is a normal world. Go where you belong. You belong up there in the heavenly spheres, you Jewish people and your truth. You don't belong in our world. Please leave. You know, they come from outer space and they, they come down here for their schemes. You don't belong here. Out of here. And all of Jewish history is about one nation after another saying, out of here. The Romans, the Greeks, the, the, the working backwards, the Persians, the Romans, the Greeks, the, the, um, the Egyptians, the uh, Stalin, like, on all of them. They said, it's a number 10 world, you don't belong here. The, the KGB, the resistance of the world to us and truth, and us as representatives of Hashem, was very intense. And they worked really hard to try to get rid of us, especially the Persians. They said they were all working on Rahman Islam, the final solution, all of them. The final solution meant once and for all eradicate the consciousness of truth and God, real truth and God. Just get rid of it, right? Exactly what we're dealing with right now in America, in the world. In a, in a micro way. So is there a moment when that day was that it came to an end? When the resistance finally ended? Remember, you're trying to convince your friend to take vitamins. Is there a day when she finally says, okay, okay, fine, 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 I, I'll stop blocking you? Yes. There was literally a moment that denoted the end of this number 10 Avida. The number 10 Avaita was not only the Avaita of the world, number 10, saying no to truth and Hashem, but also the number 10 world was the Avaita of us making the world into a place, a vessel for Hashem's revelation. So it's 10 from us and 10 from the world. When did that number 10 Avaita finish? 10th day of Shvat. 5710. Well, there you go. And at that moment, as we said in the previous audio, it's as if there was a heavenly declaration saying, it's done. It's done. The vessel of the world is now ready for Hashem. And the resistance of the world, culminating with those 10 very dark years of the KGB, that the Rebbe Rayat spent in Russia, it's, 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 it's essentially done. What we're dealing with now in America, not quite sure how to, it's, I think it's kind of the, uh, opposite of life rattle. You know, it's like the, because when the, when the Rebbe declared this is, we're done with this, we're done with it. What do you do the next day? What do you do the minute you have now a ready world, a ready vessel that's not going to any, no, not going to resist anymore? What do you do when you have, you, you've been spending decades working on creating this pottery bowl and shaping it and forming it and baking it and decorating it and it's finally ready? Well, now it's time to pour something in. So the, the next day after Yud Shvat of 5710, Yud Tafshin Yud, 
the next day began the pouring in of the very thing that the world resisted, which is what? Hashem's truth. Hashem's truth is not a nice conservative in the box kind of a truth. It's very powerful. And we can give it the number 11 for lots of reasons, which we'll have to explain at a different time. Let's just call it a an, um, very powerful, out-of-the-box, unconservative truth. The essence of Hashem is not something you can just put into a nice little package. It's huge. It's, it fills the whole world. You're not going to give it the number 10. 10 is conservative. It's the decimal system. 11 is called Antuchad Velabachushvan. It's, it's, it's the number that's beyond the 10. It's, 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 it's not just, you know, there were 10 commandments. What's the 11th one? There's no 11th one. It's the whole thing together. It's not one more detail. It's the essence of the whole thing. It's a whole different frequency. And that frequency, the 11 of Vaida, which began the next day after Yod Shvat, was very out of the box. Running out on the street, excuse me, are you Jewish? And nobody did that before. You don't run, nobody in 200 years ago ran into a shopping center and said, excuse me, are you Jewish? Would you like to put on filling right here in the marketplace? Like, nobody did that. Nobody stood, you know, nobody stood in the middle of the marketplace and blew Schieffer and you know, among a lot of non-Jews. Nobody did that. It was a more basic conservative Aveda, all of history. But the minute Yud Shvat, or Yud Alav Shvat, the 11th day, the 11th month of the, and then the next year, 5711, Tavshin Yud happens, you're just solidly into an 11, out of 11-ish type of Aveda. In the paradigm of the vitamins, your friend is no longer resisting you. If she did it in the 10 phase, she's saying, fine, okay, okay, you can talk. I'm not going to stop you anymore. In terms of the world, it meant the world stopped fighting us so much, except for the last little bit of the communist regime that we had from 1950 to 1990 for those 40 years. But other than that, and that that was finishing off what it had to do, the world was not fighting Hashem's revelation. We had other issues, but they weren't fighting Hashem. The world was was allowing Hashem to speak through to it in a very unorthodox way, through the Rebbe's shlichus, in a way that never happened before in history. So that's the number 11. But then the question is, is that it? Remember, let's go back to your friend. She lets you talk. She doesn't hang up now when you talk about vitamins. She lets you talk. Doesn't mean she's going to take vitamins. Or if you kind of force her to take a vitamin once in a while when she's not in an argumentative mood, that's not the ultimate. The ultimate would be with your friend that she decides on her own that she wants vitamins she does the research. She comes to it on her own, and she's, she's as enthusiastic or even more than you. She comes to you and says, I discovered this amazing thing. There's this whole vitamin protocol that you can take, and it's amazing. You should look into it. <laughs> right. That's called 11 from above and 11 from below. 
when we're talking about the world and Hashem, there will come a phase, there comes a phase when the world is, you know, from the first day of the Rebbe's Messiah, from the first day of the, thir- the seventh generation, the Darashvi, Yud Shvat, Tafshin Yud Aleph, from that moment on, let's say for 40 years, from that moment on, okay, the world is letting Chabad houses open and all kinds of stuff is happening and you're allowed to do with assignment. You know, things are moving forward. But then there comes a moment, actually 38 years later, there comes a moment when the world from above, Hashem is actually pouring down His truth into the world. We call it it's an 11 type of truth. It's not conservative. It's not in the box. It's very big. It's in very essence. It's 11 from above. And from below, the world is also expressing this truth in their way. They may even think they thought of it themselves. And the two of them meet. And there are all kinds of um, Hasidic and Kabbalistic explanations of why they meet and how they meet. And we'll leave it for another time. You have, obviously, to have two extremes meet, you know, from above and from, from below, a very a godly wisdom coming straight from Hashem and a worldly wisdom coming from the world that seems to mimic it seems pretty similar to what Hashem's saying or at least similar enough. Obviously, for those two to meet, for that marriage of those two, that's 11 from above, 11 from below, you need, obviously, a level that is higher than both of them that can connect them both. You know, in a very difficult shidduch, neither the chasen nor the kala, neither the girl, the girl, if she, she's interested, the boy's interested, but it's, it's not working. Neither of them will be able to actually make the thing work. You need a third party that's outside of the equation to bring these two together. So Hashem is the chasen and the world as the kala. You need a third equation, a third energy, a higher energy. It's called the higher level of 11, the pure, pure, pure essence of Hashem. It doesn't, it's not so connected to the world that can connect the two. That 11 11 is 22. So what's the date? Chafei Shvat. So what do you see on Chafei Shvat? On Chafei Shvat you see that the world begins to walk in synchrony with what Tyra says. And the world even thinks the thought of it itself. And it's a very profound moment. And if if you research what happened in the world, we're talking about a moment called Chafei Shvat, Tafshin Memches, 1988. It's the passing, it's the histalkus of Rebbe Zanchayim Mushka, the daughter of the Rebbe Rayat. Remember, we said at the beginning, each of the dates in Shvat connected with the Rebbe Rayat. Why are each of these days of Shvat connected with the Rebbe Rayat? His Sistalkus, his Bubby Sistalkus, his mother Sistalkus, his, his son-in-law is taking over the leadership, his daughter Sistalkus. Why all these dates? You can say that the Rebbe Rayat, the Sistle Rebbe, 
he comes at a moment in history, and his Avaida, which was facing all the most horrible gullises, he was there for Nazi times, Yamashanam. He was there for Stalinist times. He lived through Stalinist times. He lived through, he lived through the communist times, the really horrible KGB. He lived through Tsarist times, pogroms, horrific pogroms, Rahman He lived through, through, um, KGB times, Yamashanam, Stalinist times, Yamashanam. Um, Holocaust times, he, he went through all, all the dark parts of Gullis. Everything was just a microcosm in his, in his life. His leadership years, his life is the summation of all the darkness of Gullis. All in a microcosm, 70 years, he just sailed through every piece of Gullis and his 70 years are permeated with all the darkest pieces of Gullus. And embedded in that Gullus of his 70 years are these three phases. And Chafeshvat is the last. The last phase. When everything starts to open up. And as I said, if you start to, if you start to research all the things, alternative healing, um, multi-level marketing, business, a whole new way of doing business, a whole new social way, a whole new economic way, a whole new political way, all of that stuff in which the people are given a voice. We'll leave out, you know, what's going on exactly now in America. I have to figure out how it all fits in. It's, it's, it's like all the gullus pieces came back in a little bubble to be revisited. You know, everything that we were done with in these few months came back. We'll leave it on the side for a second. But we see those three phases. Evil will not let you express truth. Ten. So you have to make it a, a pure, you have to bring purity into the world to fix that evil world. Two. The world stops resisting truth of Hashem. Three. The world starts expressing the truth of Hashem. And everything that you see in the world since 1988, since Chafeshvat, and especially then since 90, the 90s uh, and, and this, this millennium, etc., it's completely different. What's going on now? It looks like all the phases came back again in a microcosm. It's like we were done, but it all came back for its final um, obliteration by Hashem, because this is the year, as it says in Bafi Ligani, but Hashem steps into his identity, his name of Hashem Tzvakis, and that's the name with which he destroys the evil, the evil in the world. And Hashem has clearly chosen to step into this identity and this task this year, especially since Yudshvat, when we learned Pasi Lagani. And so all of the, the steps are kind of coming back in a in a microcosm to go be gone through really quickly, like you know, everything wakes up, all the evil wakes up in full, as if we never had any progress, and then in one fell swoop, boom, the whole thing will topple. Amen. So on this day, so to sum up, in the next audio, we're going to talk about the name Chaimushka. 
and what it has to do with all this. So, but we're going to end with a bracha. Being that in this day, through this day, from this day, by this day, everyone is blessed, benched in all things, all times forever. We wish each other that we should have personal geula, global geula, historical geula. Everything should be brought to its culmination of Hashem ruling the world, Hashem yimlach la'ilam God. Not only that Hashem will rule the world forever and ever, but that Hashem should rule the world forever and ever in a way that ein melech v'layam, that the whole world begs Hashem to rule it and says, Hashem, you are truth, and we want your truth. Please be our king. May we step into that moment on this chastesh at this very second, and be benched with the Gula Mitzvah Shlema now.